Have a few minutes? You won't believe what you can do with it. Open a Regions checking account online in as little as five minutes. Then enjoy award-winning service and banking tools and tech that help you live in the moment. Learn more at regions.com slash live in the moment. Regions Bank, member FDIC. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regents Bank. Brave the beginning. Member FDIC. And hello again, everybody, and welcome to Gwinnett Business Radio, broadcasting live, as usual, from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. Mike Salmon here alongside Steve and Julian, and I, I, I giggle because, Steven, you had a little smirk on your face. I'm just not, sitting over there with your little Starbucks. Yeah, my, yeah. Uh, my, my venti Americano hot yeah. with honey blend added. Thank Very you. Mine's nice. delicious. Oh, wait, I don't have one. Yeah, well, you didn't ask for one, and you don't drink coffee, to my knowledge. <laughs> Welcome to uh, Musical Chairs edition of, of Gwinnett Business Radio on Business Radio X. We put Harper back in the uh, producery seat. I'm so excited. Why am I standing though? I thought if no, I was standing, no. I have to leave. But we had, you, you we don't had want to get me. we had to get the old band back together. So uh, you and I are together because you know it's been a while, Mike. Yeah, you and Harper have been doing a lot of shows together, and lately. I have thoroughly enjoyed working with Harper. I that's when, not what you told me. Oh, I'm when sorry. you <laughs> when I brought you the Starbucks that you don't have. No, I uh, I have thoroughly enjoyed it. And then when you when you came in this morning, you said, "Hey, let's let's do the show together." And you said, you can host. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Because this is w- what I really enjoy when I get to do the show with you is you host. You run the ship. I just get to stand here and be annoying. Reunited. It feels so good. Oh, great job. Your peaches, I'm her. <laughs> All right. Love. It's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Enjoy big savings and a hassle-free experience at Subaru of Gwinnett, where people sell cars. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com and join their family today. Or come on in and see the difference if you're already a Subaruist. Then check out their Facebook page for the latest news, offers, and community events. I've been called Herb Tarlick, but never Peaches. So. <laughs> well, our guest today, we have fun and we joke, but today we've got actually a serious topic. Very serious topic, and I'm, I'm excited to talk about this on our air. Linda Lee Smith is joining us. She's with Supriya. She's the Chief Development Officer, and uh, Linda, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. All right. First question, of course, Supriya. Uh, it's a nonprofit, a 501 uh, C3 global organization. Mm-hmm. Tell us what the mission is and what you guys do. Yeah, so Supriya exists to liberate individuals and society from the effects of child sexual abuse and and its lasting impacts. And I think the lasting impacts is what we'll get into later. But um, it's an organization that was founded to bring awareness, education, and healing. Uh, to individuals who have suffered this trauma as a child. So as a child means 18 or under. Um, And this is an issue that goes, you know, unfortunately continues to impact people their entire lives, but it's really well into their adulthood that they realize the tremendous impact it's had on them uh, and all of the decisions they've made up to that point. And I think in in laying out the mission and vision, that's that's fantastic, and and so glad that the organization is tackling such a, uh, an, just a topic that is hard to talk about. It is. Um, but I, I think the other thing that really hammers home the mission and the vision is some of the statistics around what you guys are dealing with is staggering. Can you share some of those with us? Yes, yes. So just in the United States alone, we spend about $9.3 billion a year treating the symptoms 
um, which you know unfortunately means we're not getting to the core issue so everything from um, suicide rates um, high school dropouts you know very few people realize that 40% of high school dropouts are related to being sexually abused as a child uh, substance abuse rates, suicide rates, mental health issues. Um, one in five individuals, that's males and females combined, are impacted directly. So when you think about your friends, your neighbors, your colleagues, your family members, it's a lot of people. And I will tell you, when I joined the organization, I thought, okay, I see all of the stats, but I need to like see them personally. And I have proven that the stats actually are right on. So no matter where I am, if you bring up the topic, people are more likely to tell you, yes, I am the one in five. Um, it's not a topic people are gonna voluntarily share. And I think the saddest part for me is a lot of people I've known for 15, 20 years of my life have never mentioned this to me and I do. consider them a dear friend but when the topic came up they said yeah I'm the one and uh, I can tell you that of all of our volunteers these stories are numerous and it, it brings you to tears because then you realize that this person you thought you knew really well has been suffering you know their entire lives um, so we're very excited at Supriya not only do we have qualified researched um, healing available to individuals all at total totally free everything we do is totally free and 100% of all of our public funding goes directly to programs no overhead which is something I have never been able to say in my career working in nonprofit um, but we have we have beautiful retreats um, for females right now we'll talk about the male program in a moment but for females we have a beautiful uh retreat it's a four-day retreat ladies go through an intake program they go up to uh, we have one in north georgia one up in the mountains in salt lake city and all you have to do is get yourself to the airport in atlanta or salt lake city and we have uh, official drivers who pick you up you go up for four days with a full clinical team um, a group of 12 to 15 and they spend four days learning everything from how the brain works what triggers your brain coping mechanisms you know all of those fundamentals to give people their lives back and allow them to get control of a trauma that was you know brought upon them by someone else and so that's beautiful but then from there we have everything from survivor groups uh, survivor-led groups just like sort of the AA model um, and we do volunteer community education um, we are global we've just partnered with countries like Colombia um, Liberia is our most recent one doing amazing innovative work in those countries so it's not just domestic we are truly global um, in the process of getting our UN approval right now so exciting things ahead but um it's you know i want to talk a little more about the stats uh before we end but well um, you mentioned one right before the show that that was staggering speaking yep. of uh incarceration in, in prison Just share that with our audience so we launched a prison support program right before covid and i think it's uh staggering when you realize that uh, on paper 80 percent plus of females who are incarcerated today 
uh, were sexually abused as children. Many of them have never even shared that before. But it makes sense because if you look at the decisions that they begin to make as a youth, substance abuse, um, suicide attempts, you know, all of these things come back to this core issue that they've never dealt with. And so it leads them down a path that ultimately, you know, lends itself to them becoming incarcerated. Uh, for males, it's about, on paper, men are less likely to disclose. So stats say 30 plus percent of men incarcerated were also sexually abused as children. Which is probably low. Which is very low. We, we know that to be true. There's just not accurate research to, to prove that right now. So the prison support program that we've put in place actually is survivor-led. Depending on the prison system, you have to you know have to work within the parameters that they give you. But we we actually have people go into the prisons and provide a 21 week curriculum. The key for this is we we usually try to reach the individuals who are um, about to go out on parole. So within six to eight months of parole, so that when you reintegrate them into society, they've actually dealt with the core issue and they have some mechanisms to cope. And hopefully we can diminish recidivism rates because right now we're not successful in reintegrating uh, individuals after they've been incarcerated. So this is a huge program. We're now in California. We've just launched in California in July. We're talking in Georgia now, getting ready to launch here. Um, we're in Utah, and uh, we're about to do some work in Pennsylvania, and we're taking it international in Columbia. Uh, the training for that program is just starting next week. Uh, we're speaking with Linda Lee Smith. She is the Chief Development Officer of Sapria. Uh, Sapria.org is the website, and we'll give all kinds of good contact information at the end. Um, but I, I, you've already, just in the first five, ten minutes of this interview, you've kind of talked about a retreat. You've talked about a prison um, program uh, and and it, obviously being a global organization there are so many different things you guys are involved in yeah. so let me just kind of step back for a second or ask you to step back and just say um, I, I think you were telling us uh, beforehand three primary areas of focus mm -hmm. let's just kind of let's let's step back to that and and just kind of give us some sure. overview of the three because because I think it's one of those issues you can do anything you could or you can go anywhere. It's so prevalent. Yeah. You can get lost in a rabbit hole. So so what are the three primary areas of focus? So awareness is one. Um, just what we're doing right now is just sharing stats, helping people connect the dots. Um, so we do a lot of programs in the community. They're just education oriented to um, share what we do, why the programs are important, and, and give the stats. Um, and then prevention. Uh, so we have a lot of work around volunteer community education and programs that are aimed at caregivers and parents, coaches. Um, so we work with the National Council on Youth Sports, Junior NBA, to share resources to coaches and parents so that they are more aware and they're um, actually having conversations with their children. And this is something that's very interesting. So we have what we call um, small talks. They're age-appropriate conversations that you have. If you have a three-year-old, there's one for a three-year-old. If you have a six-year-old, there's one for a six-year-old. As adults, we think like adults. So when you say to a child, don't ever let anyone touch you, 
we think, oh, okay, we're really doing our job as a parent. That is the worst thing to say to a child. Because if something actually happens, they feel like they have done something wrong, like they have done something wrong. So now there's this guilt and there's this lack of interest in sharing with their parent. What should that message be? So what the message should be is to empower your child to understand that they have the right to protect their space. So by taking the approach of empowering to say, you know, this is your space around your body and you are the decision maker of who invades your space. And if anyone ever invades your space that you don't want to, you let me know immediately. Now, as an adult, we'd say, okay, I'm saying the same thing. No, you didn't say the same thing. So it's little fundamental things like that that really helps parents and coaches to help empower children. And you think about, they take that with them the rest of their life because you think about bullying. You think about other issues that are you involve the physical body. You're teaching them from a small age that they have the power to protect that space. So it's really something that builds confidence and really helps them you know, throughout their life. So it's little things like that, and you can find all those things on our website at sapria.org. They're completely free, along with probably 60 or 70 other free links to everything from, you know, well-being, mental well-being and coping and learning how the brain works. All those things are free on our website. Um, and then you get to the healing. So the healing programs, so you've got awareness, prevention, and then healing. So the healing programs are where the organization has really made huge investment, um, researched, qualified uh, curriculum, and uh, an entire clinical team of PhDs who have really um, piloted and and perfected this to the point that our last research, third-party research um, company, Uh, gave us we we got a 98 net promoter score so if you work with research you know a 98 net promoter score is almost unheard of as a matter of fact they came back to us and said we've never had anyone to get a 98 net promoter score Um, so that's just proof that the work has been done and validated and we we know that 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 our retreat work is productive and that people get meaningful help from it um, so, and, and beyond that, it's the support groups. So support groups are really, they serve multiple purposes. You could start a support group anywhere. They're completely survivor-led, 21-week curriculum that is beautifully written, um, kind of like the AA model. So um, you could have those at a church, you could have them anywhere in a community. But what's really important is as our retreat um, attendees come out, part of their continue, continuing healing is to join a support group. So a lot of them um, will stay with the group that they were with at retreat, or they'll come back to their community and start their own. Um, so those are something that are completely volunteer driven. And then, um, you know, that's also the same program that we've taken into the prisons and just modified it slightly to serve the prison population as well. All right, uh, Linda, the, the, the organization is Supriya, and the, you mentioned that you guys are now expanding into the state of Georgia. Yes. The way we got connected is our cohort, Harper LaBelle, met some of your folks at a Gwinnett networking event with the Gwinnett Chamber. Yes. What is the purpose of having some of your folks integrate with the business world now? Because 
you're on Business Radio X. Our yes, listeners are business yes. owners, entrepreneurs, business leaders. What is it? Your what is the goal? What is the mission? What are you trying to do by now trying to penetrate the the business community? Yeah, well, so we we actually have an I have an entire team. I'm very fortunate that um, I have some great experts on my team. We're building uh, support not only domestically but internationally. We have a huge gala, for ex- example, coming up that's going to be at the infamous Atlanta Braves Stadium on February 18th. So sponsorship opportunities are available today for that. Um, so a lot of my staff are talking about, you know, some of those events that help elevate awareness um, and offer opportunities. A lot of people don't know these resources exist. And with one in five, you're talking about a huge population that are impacted, and many of them have never sought out uh, help. So just us reaching the employee base, because if you look at a company, you know, I was talking with a Fortune 100 company last week with over 70,000 employees around the world, you know, I'm like, do the math. 20% of your employees are impacted. So that's impacting your productivity, that's impacting your attendance, that's impacting your mental health and well-being of your company. So this isn't just a general society issue. It comes into every aspect of our life. As a matter of fact, um, you know, we're part, we we just did a a big uh, sort of alignment with the social determinants of health. 2030 and from economic stability education um, health uh, environment your neighborhood and environment social and community context we hit every single one of those sectors so I think that's the critical piece is when you look at one in five individuals suffering from this trauma um, it's impacting every single aspect of our society including the corporate world and your employees your families your neighborhoods well, and the other thing uh, that I was thinking is this is an organization that isn't setting up its own infrastructure and saying everybody has to come to us. So, for example, a lot of your educational resources, you were talking about how you offer those resources for free to already existing community organizations to do a to do a teaching or to do a session on this topic, I would imagine in the business world, an HR department can incorporate your materials at no cost. And it, it, I guess probably what I've been sitting here thinking is, it, it sounds like one of the most important things you guys are trying to do is to just have the conversation, just to bring it up. Yes. Education and conversation, those two things, whether it happens in a, you know, just as it's presented in HR, someone who's an employee whether they go to the hr or they just go because i would imagine there's a somewhere they can follow on your website to have a conversation with a with a with a a counselor or something like that so that's the key is is trying to have that conversation so i thought of and i'm i've just been engaged in this for a few minutes but i thought of okay working through an hr of a business you already mentioned the community organizations what are the other partnerships that you would love to have in the Atlanta area and in the and as you keep going yeah. to other states. And so we need the corporate voice. Um, we need our organizational partners as well. So I think I mentioned we're already partnered with organizations like National Council on Youth Sports. Uh, we're working with Junior NBA. We've just uh, partnered with an organization in Colombia that's going to bring the prison program uh, into uh, their country. Um, we're working in Liberia. You know, Probably a lot of listeners don't know a lot about Liberia, but Liberia is a war-torn country um, that 
basically the entire society is suffering from PTSD. They have a lot of challenges to overcome. And so we're working at the government level on some really innovative work to bring awareness and education just to the general society and then to move towards the healing. Um, one of the um, key areas I'm excited about that I haven't mentioned yet is we launched an online healing webinar in March. So no longer is geography an issue. Like our retreats, you have to at least get yourself. Right now we have two. We're working on a third um, that will probably come about in the next two to three years um, internationally. Um, but in the meantime, we have an online healing webinar that's four hours. And it basically captures all of the essence of the four-day retreat. But now you can do that right from the comfort of your own home. And uh, you still go through an intake program. You're still in a group setting, so you do group chats. Um, this is how we are expanding across the country and around the world to be able to reach people no matter where they are. In the topic of healing, you talked about, and, and you talked about this in the prison system, you talked about survivor uh, support groups. How do those get started? I, you, you talked about you go to a retreat and sometimes they'll stay with the group that they are with mm -hmm. at the retreat. But is that is that another kind of beyond partnering with community and businesses is, is this talk about the support groups? How do those get started? How do you guys support them yep. through your organization? So the support groups are completely volunteer led, but they are survivor led. So um, anyone, any survivor can just contact us through Sapria.org let us know they have an interest in starting a support group and they will get complete training um, it is a 21-week curriculum already spelled out they literally read the curriculum but it is so well done and so impactful and this is firsthand information i've received from people who attend those groups um, so we train them on how to do that and then they go and just you know they decide where they want to have it what the frequency is all of that and uh, anyone can do that that's a survivor. Um, I think also, you know, for the metro Atlanta area, unfortunately, we do have the highest rate of sex trafficking here. And a lot of companies are focused on resolving that issue and, and really getting a handle on it. I think what's interesting is uh, I was on a UN panel just a few weeks ago, sponsored by Accenture, and we were talking about human trafficking and refugees. 87% um, of individuals who are sex trafficked were previously sexually abused as children. 87%. That is undeniable. So while we're looking at the sex trafficking issue, this is what I find a lot is people don't connect the dots back to another core issue. It's kind of like the 9.3 billion we're spending on, you know, symptoms of this issue but we're not getting at the core of the issue we're not really raising awareness and again it's because it's a sensitive topic people are like ah, they kind of some people shut down you know when you start to talk about this topic it's like but we need to talk about this topic because it's at the core of so many of our other issues and we're never going to resolve those if we don't deal with this issue. And hopefully folks that are maybe hearing this interview will realize it's okay to, to tell someone close to you what's yes. going on. 
let's connect the dots a little bit, uh, Linda, because before we went on the air, you were telling us you, you're from the Waycross, Georgia area. You were down I there. Am. Was it with the Chamber or the Convention of Visitors Bureau or somebody like that? So I started so my career. I want to connect the dots between yeah. there and how you got to Supriya. Absolutely. So I grew up on a farm, dirt roads in southeast Georgia in Brantley County. Wasn't that true for everybody in South Georgia? Not everybody. Okay. Some of my friends some had paved roads. Some people South, had yeah. paved roads. Yeah. Those Just were kidding, South Georgia. Yeah, those were the privileged <laughs> folks. Hey, don't knock my roots here. So, yes, I grew up on dirt roads uh, on a farm that's been in my family for 150 years, and uh, my dad's still there today. And uh, so I grew up going barefoot on dirt roads and always, always was intrigued by um, the world. Just I don't, my mom used to say, I don't know where you came from, but um, we had one high school. You know, everyone went to the same high school. Um, so it was that typical rural, you know, environment. And then I went to Valdosta State, came back and became the first executive director for the Waycross uh Chamber of Commerce for their Convention and Visitors Bureau. And my husband had moved from Birmingham to put the first independent television station on the air um, on St. Simons Island. And we met and, uh, you know, that was history. So we got married, ultimately moved to Atlanta in 97 in Johns Creek. And I've been here ever since. So I've had the pleasure of doing a lot of work globally, which really warms my heart um uh, serving as a ceo for international advocates for children and working with the american heart association american cancer society and many others um but this work you know when i started with sapria i thought hmm this is going to be different because you know it's one thing i had been with habitat for humanity international for a long time uh, running their their corporate um team there and and you know we, we raised 75, 80 million dollars a year with that team. And when I came to Sapria to uh, take the organization truly global and help develop the global growth strategy. Did you go to them or did they, did they come to you? How did that connection? So it was kind of interesting. You know, they, they our, our East Coast headquarters is in Alpharetta. So it's very close to Johns Creek. That was a nice drive. So if you live in Metro Atlanta, you know, uh, the drive matters. And I had been driving downtown for a long, long time. Um, and I said, mm, Alpharetta, okay, that looks really nice. And so I had the first conversation with them. And, and they, at first I thought, mm, I don't know. I just... I wasn't sure and they flew me out to meet with their board of directors and that really sealed the deal I was like okay I this they're they they are ready um, and this is such an issue that you know once I realized the impact of the issue and I'm an impact person so I'm like I want to change people's lives I want to know every day I made a difference in someone's life so I was like this is an issue that impacts so many people there's so much opportunity to truly give people their lives back. And um, it's been a real pleasure to be able to take all of my years of knowledge in working in the global community uh, and working nationally and apply it to this particular mission. So um, very exciting, a lot of opportunity, a lot of growth, and it really resonates. Um, it, it's resonating with companies, it's resonating with organizations, so it's a huge topic, but it's something that even at the United Nations level, the World Health Organization, everybody's focused on some aspect of it. 
I consider myself to be a dot connector. So I bring people together and get them all talking. And that's what we're doing. We're, we're connecting the dots to all these like sex trafficking and human trafficking and all the other bigger topics to get the most focus. We're bringing people back to say, okay, why don't we start with this core issue and then we can impact all these other bigger issues. And you said Sapria has, has only been in existence for eight years, and yet look at the impact they've already had. Some of that uh, certainly because of your uh, efforts as chief development officer. I was going to ask, Sapria is spelled S-A-P-R-E-A, so sapria.org. Uh, again, at the end, we'll give the information. But is there a significance to the word Sapria? There's not. Um, there's not actually our founder you know i i give so much credit to uh the the founders of the organization um they had such vision and they were willing to make the investment up front in a nonprofit organization to do the research to build the programs first that is a rare thing most nonprofits start organically they have to go keep the lights on right so they have to go raise money so they spend usually the first 10 years just trying to get operationally successful then they really start building the programs we were just the opposite the founder said nope i am i'm going to invest up front we're going to build it we're going to prove that it works then we're going to take it out to the masses so when i said earlier it's an eight-year-old organization that looks like more of a 20-year-old organization. That's why, because they made that investment up front. And so our programs are solid. Doesn't mean we won't keep building them, keep improving, piloting new things, but we have sound programs that now we just want to take them to the world and make a difference. So in other words, they not only did they put it into the research, they didn't even really do a ton of branding because Sapria isn't there isn't anything catchy or, or pithy about it it's just there yep and and then you get on the website and you you meet people who are with the organization and you go oh that's where the that's exactly. where the real value is we're like you know it's like Nike like what does Nike mean you know and people ask a lot like is it an acronym and and there was a lot of thought about do we want to make it an acronym do we not and you know when you're working globally you have to think about how things translate so I'll never forget when I was CEO at a, at a large organization, our name had already been created and it didn't translate properly. So when I would go into Latin America and South America, they'd be like, but that means something else. And I'd be like, no, I know, but it really does it. But it's hard to tell people it doesn't when in their language it does. So we put a lot of thought into uh, does this translate yeah. properly? And yeah. so the good thing is, across the world, all of our work is in four languages, by the way. Uh, French, English, German, um, and Spanish. So, you know, if you go on our website, you can flip language to any of those, and all of our resources are in four languages. Um, so we really put a lot of thought into that, and we just decided, you know what, let's just, it's a beautiful Sapria. It kind of rolls off the tongue, mm -hmm. and no matter what language you're speaking in, it works and it doesn't have an alternative meaning so that was really the, I like it. the key all right well linda as we have to wrap up here uh we've mentioned the website sapria.org uh, s-a-p-r-e-a what will people find on the website or and are there any other places you'd like people to go to find out more about the organization or if they need help 
Yeah, so go to our, the website is the key. Um, you can find our access to our intake um, services for the retreats, for online healing webinar, all of that's there. I do want to end by saying, you know, if anyone's interested in the uh, 2023 Sapria International Gala being hosted by Atlanta Braves on February 18th, we have just opened up sponsorships literally this week. Um, they will sell out fast. We only have 350 seat capacity and it is international. So we will roll out to the international community soon. Um, so if anyone's interested, contact me. Um, I'm sure, I, you know, we can, uh, Linda Lee Smith uh, is my name, but my email is lsmith at sapria.org. You can email me lsmith at sapria.org um, if you're interested in getting more information about that. And I will leave with our, our next big focus is our mail services program. So we have put together a strong mail services task force. We're about to start looking for the funding to get that program researched and up and running as well because there's a huge need for it. Um, and we're really excited about that next chapter. You seem like you're a very busy person. We're very fortunate to get you to come in for a few minutes. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very the, much for having me. The other thing I'll say about the website is uh, real easy to get on there to figure out how to volunteer, real easy to donate apart from the gala. There's obviously other ways to donate yes. and the resources. So it's all there and all it's there. and just put, very well put together. And all free, all free. Literally, there, there's, I'm probably understating, but there's at least 60 free links to resources that you can just access on your own. Yeah. Beautiful videos. We have an award-winning video team. They do amazing work. Um, so all the videos, everything is well done. Um, follow us on social media. We have, you know, we're really growing the social media audience and just getting the word out. Yeah. Well, typically we talk to business leaders on the show, but today we were able to really talk about a more serious uh, topic. And uh, Linda, thank you for representing Sapria so well and, and sharing the, the, the words and the mission. And uh, we appreciate your time. And again, we're encouraging all our listeners to check it out, sapria.org, uh, for more information. Thanks, Linda. Thank you so much. And Mike, uh, speaking of those great businesses, there's one that uh, helped put this show on the air, and that's Regions Bank. We all know keeping your company's financial future on track means having the right resources to support your growth. Regions Commercial Banking offers you lending capabilities and strategic solutions tailored to your needs, and you'll work with a team of experienced bankers here in Gwinnett. Discover steps to take that can help move you closer to your business goals. Regions is here to help. To learn more, visit regions.com forward slash commercial dash banking. Regions Bank. Member FDIC. Speaking of great businesses, I think you have a, Oh, okay, yeah. Mike ringing his own bell. Uh, don't you have another wonderful business that you want to make sure we spend a little time talking about? Business Radio X? Well, of course not. Okay. Well, I thought there was another one. Uh, no, I did that at the beginning of the show. No, you did. Subaru did you? Of oh, dang it. See, I'm out of practice. After I mentioned the peaches and herb. Yeah, did thing? you do Subaru? I went right Gwinnett? into Subaru. Oh, Gwinnett. and that's when I was and thinking because all I was thinking was Herb Tarlick. So that's my fault. My bad. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, Subaru of Gwinnett. Of course, we can't <sighs> do this without them Man, as well. You know, Les Nesman would not have made that mistake. We're going to say our goodbyes. Uh, remember to follow us at Gwinnett Business Radio X on all of the social media platforms, and of course, all of our shows are available anytime, twenty four seven, on the website businessradiox.com. Select the Gwinnett Studio, or about sixteen or twenty podcast platforms itunes iHeartRadio, spotify it's all out there thank you Stephen, for your time today tune Great in to next you. week we'll have different strokes references or facts of life or 
Thank you, Harper LaBelle, for producing, and we'll see you next time here on Peaches and Herb Business Radio X. Reunited. <laughs> <laughs>